Welcome back to the Onside Podcast. My name is John, aka the Non-Binary Prospector. Why did the Non-Binary Prospector move west in 1849? Because there was gold up in them there hills. I'll be honest, first time I heard that, like the joke flew right over my head. Like, <laughs> I did not get it the first time. And I had to like, watch it a lot of times. <laughs> and then also read the comments because I still didn't get it. <laughs> well, then once I saw it explained, it all made sense. Because it's also kind of somewhat based off of uh, a line from Huckleberry Finn. Uh, and yeah, then it clicked. <laughs> Hopefully, it, I feel like I probably just like, it took me way too long to interpret that understand that i feel like everyone else probably got that pretty normally i feel like you probably understood what that meant <laughs> you got the joke pretty quickly but not i i struggle with that one <laughs> either way it is wednesday october 6th hopefully an absolutely amazing day as always counting down my birthday two more days almost there almost they're actually speaking of my birthday so i have an assignment to you on my birthday. I talked about the assignment before. Cause it was originally due last Sunday. But he moved the due date. Because like people were like, oh yeah. This thing is taking, this thing is rough. It's taking a minute. We need some more time. And at that point, I still had not started yet. <laughs> and I said, like, that's kind of worrying. That people are asking for more time. And I haven't started it yet. So I should probably get on that. And I didn't get on it. Until today. I decided, okay, I got some time. Let me open up the files. Let me see what's up. Let me see. Uh, let me get to work on this. Let me take a good glance at it. And I opened up the files. And oh my God. I've like. Oh, it was like. It was like a brick hit me. <laughs> like a punch in the stomach. I was like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm done, bro. I'm done. I'm not getting this. <laughs> I, like, I waited way too long. What have I done? <laughs> Dude, this thing is huge. Oh my goodness. It's freaking huge. And not only that, it makes absolutely zero sense. Like, I spent about an hour and 15 minutes just looking at all of the stuff. Right? Like I'm looking at the the UML sheet and like yeah, like a like a class diagram, like a sequence diagram. And then he yeah, had like this website uh they like have like a breakdown of everything, but it's just so much stuff, and like it's just <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Oh my goodness, man! I swear, like, <laughs> why do I do this to myself, man? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> I don't even know what I'm gonna do. Like, like I like I spent like an hour, and fifteen minutes, like staring. Like I'm talking like legit an hour. Like I did nothing. Like. No coding was done in that hour and 15 minutes. Like, <laughs> I, I made two files, two text files that really had nothing in them. Like, I, like nothing. It was just purely me trying to interpret all of this stuff. Like, it was, oh, my goodness gracious. And I was just like, yeah, I can't, man. I can't. I don't... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what I'm going to have to figure it out. Like, I, I'm piecing it together like it's one of those things and i said this before like when i worked on other products like personal products in the past that I've talked about on the podcast it's like in, in in things like this where there's like a problem that i need to solve 
like in this situation, figuring this out. It's like there's usually a moment where it all clicks, right? It's like I get a bunch of pieces, I'm putting all the pieces together, and there's a moment where like everything just clicks, right? And maybe not like everything, but like a good chunk of it clicks, and then like subsequently everything kind of falls into place and you keep going on. So like I need that moment. <laughs> I need that moment with this one. Cause like I was getting that because I was getting pieces, right? I was getting pieces. I was like tracing everything. I'm like, okay, this does this, and this comes from here, and this calls this, and this calls that, and this is doing this, and like I'm trying to learn stuff that like, <laughs> like I don't know. <laughs> first off, like dude, first off, first off, dude, how is how was I able to take this class, man? Like I don't have any of the necessary requirements. <laughs> like <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Oh man, I don't know what I'm doing. Like there's stuff in here. It's like. Yeah, like, oh, man. <laughs> uh, God, it's like, you, you feel confident in your abilities until you get something you absolutely cannot do, right? And it's not even like, I can't do it. Like, every, like, like the individual aspects of it make sense, right? Like, on the small scale. It's the grand scheme of things that does not make sense. How all these individual things connect to make this thing work. Like, that's the part. That doesn't make sense, right? So it's like, it's it's like half confidence, half just pure dread. Because <laughs> like I know that I could do the small pieces, the individual pieces. I just don't understand how to connect all this stuff together. Like I, I don't get the grouping of all this stuff and why things are being done the way they're being done like it doesn't make any sense uh it's one of those things where like you don't do this like this isn't like a class project right like i mean yes everyone class is doing this project but like this you, you don't this probably you don't we don't talk about this project in class like we don't go over any of this stuff in class none of this stuff like, this is like you gotta this is you <laughs> it's a you thing right which i i somewhat like i do like that aspect of it because it's like it, it does now, I mean, part of it is pressure. Like, I'm under pressure now, but... <laughs> like, it puts, like, the ball in your court. Right? Like, you have to make this. Like, you got to figure this out. You got to create this thing. I, I like that. Instead of, like, being walked through it. Uh, and, I mean, of course, I'm going to complain about it because I don't get it. <laughs> but I do, I do like that aspect of it because the fact that I don't get it, and I absolutely do not get it, it means when I do inevitably figure it out, because I will, I will figure it out. I have no choice. <laughs> I have no choice but to figure it out. So I will figure it out. And I'm committed to that. It just means that whenever I do figure it out, that feeling is going to be so much, like, so much better and grander. Like, see, that's that part that I talk about where it's, like, the, the high you get from, like, figuring out a problem in computer, like, a programming problem and figuring it out is unmatchable by any drug. Like, <laughs> It is intoxicating. And the harder the problem, the more intoxicating the feeling of solving it. And this is a pretty hard problem. So when I solve it, dude, oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to like, I know how I'm going to react. It's going to be like, uh, just, just pure dopamine and serotonin. The likes I've never experienced. <laughs> You're gonna take, if you could take a mental image of my brain when I figure this out, like, you're going to think I'm having an aneurysm. Like, the way my brain's going to light up. <laughs> like, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. That's the part that I like about it. So, 
while yes, I am complaining because there's nothing I can do but complain. Well, I mean, I can figure it out, but th- th- that's besides the point. <laughs> I am complaining now, but I, I, the more I complain, the, the, the better it will feel <laughs> when I figure it out. It's like hyping myself up. It's like building up the problem, making it look bigger than it actually is. So then it makes me feel better when I figure it out. <laughs> That's the important part. How am I going to feel when I figure it out? Or how am I going to feel when I don't figure it out and I fail? That's also a, a plausibility. Uh, a plausibility we're, we're going to try to avoid. But I mean, if I don't figure it out, <laughs> that's going to it's gonna sting a little bit. Definitely going to sting. Also going to sting my grade a lot of it. <laughs> Like, oh, man, that's gonna take me, that would take me down, like, what, like, a letter and a half, probably? I can't afford that. All right. <laughs> I absolutely can't afford that. Wait, what is happening? Like, what is happening? Oh, my goodness. My computer, bro. So, like, moving on from this, because now this is a thing. <laughs> so, I've discussed how, like, my computer has, what the Mac has abysmal storage, because got the base storage why i don't know oh i, I could tell you why it's only my dad <laughs> that's why my dad's like oh yeah we'll get the just get the get the base one get to get that one and it's like okay <laughs> I, cu- I couldn't argue against it because he was paying for it at the moment although like i was uh it's, it's like he paid to buy it at the current moment because like that couldn't just drop that kind of cash <laughs> and i just gave him the money a couple weeks later. So in that aspect, I was not complaining. I got the base model. It was the cheapest model. Uh, but then like stuff like this happens where it's like, you need to use the computer. <laughs> like 128 gigabytes is, oh, it's so terrible on a computer. It's great on a phone. It is amazing on a phone. Cause like, you know, how much stuff do you actually put on your phone? You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't think I, I've ever filled up 128 gigs. I mean, I have 120 gigs on my phone currently. That's never gonna get filled up. I, I use like a max of like 40 gigabytes total. I don't have a lot of apps or any of that stuff, so it's fine. But on a computer, right on a computer, it's a workstation. 128 is not gonna cut it, especially because the OS itself takes up like 60 gigabytes. Like, <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> like, it's funny because like I mean, like, I understand the actual hard drive is 128 gigabytes, right? But, like, it's never advertised how much space, you know, the OS takes. This is every device in general. Uh, The OS takes at least 30 gigs of most devices. Uh, So, it's like, you're not actually getting 128 gigabytes. You're getting, like, maximum 90 at best. And it's, like, before you even install, like, the basic stuff that you need. So, it's like, you you really have, like, 64 usable gigabytes on the computer, which is not going to cut it. If that's your your main device, you know, and currently it's not cutting it. (laughs) And so I've been moving stuff to the other drive, the external drive, the one that was messed up. I fixed it. I fixed that one. And that gave me a nice, decent high. (laughs) I solved that problem. It felt great. Uh, So I've been moving stuff onto there. Right. And so the biggest stuff I need to move are the Adobe apps. Right. Because those are some big boys. So I tried to move Adobe Premiere and Adobe After Effects because the biggest onto the drive. Did all that stuff, got them reinstalled on the drive. The problem is, as it seems to be, is that 
They don't. They can't run from an external drive, and I don't know why. At least I don't. I'm not sure if they can. I've tried it, and it didn't work. But now, what it just popped up because I was trying it right, literally right before I started recording. It was the last thing I did for recording. Now it's like trying to verify the apps, right? Even though the apps like pretty much failed to run and they weren't responding, so I closed them out. I force quitted them, uh, and now it's it's verifying them. So it's like. So it, once the verification is done, will it run? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Was the problem that like it was taking too long to verify? So just consider that it wasn't responding, which could be could be the case if it's in there to uh, a timeout expression essentially. Right after a certain amount of time, times out. It says it's not responding because it didn't get a response from whatever trying to do the verifier. I guess I don't know. That could be the case. If it doesn't work, I'm just gonna be sad. <laughs> I'm just going to be sad and just delete everything and only install the Adobe app that I need for that moment. <laughs> it's so sad. Oh, man. When I, when I have enough money, I'm going to trade in this computer for not the same one. Probably go for the M1 and just get 256 storage. That's the goal. That is the goal. Although I do know, like, I'm not going to get that much trading value for an M1 with this one, especially because it's an Intel Mac. But if Apple does me a favor and releases the M1X Macs pretty soon, or you don't got to do it soon. You got to do it by the time that I have enough money to, to upgrade. <laughs> well, let's say do that. The M1 Macs will then decrease in price significantly. And then I will, this one will also decrease in price significantly just based off of how that works. Well, no, because Intel Max is Intel Max. They don't make any new Intel Max anymore. At least I don't think they are. Uh, so hopefully this one's a little price. And then that goes down. I trade in this one. I save some money uh, on the trade. Also, I might even throw my iPad in on the trade with that one as well. Because I don't use the iPad anymore. <laughs> well, I don't use it anymore. I just don't, I don't use it enough to validate the value of it, right? I mean, I mean, it's the base level iPad. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Had good times with it when I needed it. But now that I have the other PC and the, the screens, it's like it's don't need it anymore. So I toss that one in. They're probably getting a hundred bucks for it, <laughs> which actually isn't even that bad. Cause I bought it for like two fifty. So that's still fifty percent. I had it for over a year. Probably get some money off that. I don't know. We'll see. That's the goal. Cause right now this is just this ain't it, man. This story just ain't it. But let's hop in the episode. It is philosophy. Wednesday, my dudes. Transitions are back. Happy noises. Because <laughs> yeah, I fixed the drive, so now I could. Uh, I was able to move the files over. I moved like all the the, the entire podcast stuff. Just moved to the new drive. Come like I'm not taking that risk uh, again. Everything else, while well, yes, important, not as important currently as that stuff uh we don't like all like the, the old uh episodes left them there because technically if i ever wanted to i could just download them off of uh the website where they're being hosted so you know there's that but like the effects the intros other things that like are used for like deep dives and other episodes gotta get that stuff over because i'm not remaking that <laughs> just because like I already deleted uh, the files that I use to make them because I don't need them once I'm done making the intro or whatever sound effect that I need. So it's like, yeah, that'd be 
too much of a hassle to go find all those sounds again and re-download them. But with that, it's Wednesday, my dudes, as the intro said. <laughs> you already know how this goes. We're back on the original IDE, the old school one. I think it runs better. I mean, once again, that doesn't affect you at all, but I think it runs better than the other one did. Also, the other one was too big in terms of size and storage space, <laughs> so I deleted it, and that is my excuse, because this one, quote-unquote, runs better. Oh, what have I done? What have I done? <laughs> I think I broke it. Oh, God. <laughs> Oh, this is, this is, yo, programming and me today are just not, not okay. Just absolutely not okay. I don't know. I I think this is because, I think this is because I, in order to, oh God, (laughs) In order for in order for me to be able to use the other IDE, uh, can I just do command new? Yes, uh, I had to. I guess this the file just like got just moved over to that source file, the applications folder. I guess I don't know. It just automatically moved all my folders from this one, all the, the files I had in this one to the new one, and I guess now that oh yeah, perhaps cause I deleted it. And so all the cache files are gone. Oh, it's one of them days. It is one of them days. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Let's see here. We are going to make a new one from scratch. Why not? Let's do that. Uh, I don't know how to spell. Jesus Christ. This is all probably just going to get deleted. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to take the time to pause the recording because that's just, that's not happening. Insight. Hey, so this is some programming 101. If I do leave, if I decide to leave this in, give y'all a lesson in programming. Here we go. Like a, like a, <laughs> like a programming tutorial you see on YouTube. So we're going to create a new class after we create our new Java project. And we're going to name this class anything that you want. So I'm going to name this class Proctor because that's what it's going to do. And we're just going to let it automatically generate our main method that makes life so much easier. Now, what you're going to do is copy and paste. (laughs) You're going to run a couple imports. You're going to want to import job.io, io exception. NIO files. I mean, you can really just uh, import java.nio.star. I'll give you everything you need. And you're also going to want to import java.util.random. Uh, and what I mean by star, by the way, dot star, I mean dot asterisk. I just call it star, but I realize that you can't see my screen. So you wouldn't know that if you ever actually just wanted to make this by following my absolutely terrible instructions. <laughs> And so what we're going to do, we're going to create a new integer. Now we're in the main method. Okay, int, uh, we'll call it random. We'll note, you got to call the random uh, import library. Nope, that's wrong. <laughs> okay, 
integer. We're just going int, name your variable. We're naming it rand for random equals new because it's a new random constructor. New random with a capital R to call your random import library uh, parentheses on that to call the constructor. We're going to go period. We're going to go next int. Oh, crap. We're going to go <laughs> period next int. Uh, your IDE should autocomplete all of this stuff for you, by the way. So I'm going to type all of it. And then in the next int constructor parentheses, we're going to put 206. Uh, actually, we're going to just put 205. Yep. Make sure you always end with a semicolon. Then we are going to want to do a try and catch. So we're going to do try, uh, open brackets, close your, wait, no, did I mess this up? I did. Don't close your brackets like that. <laughs> open brackets. <laughs> I'm so bad at this. And then we're going to create a new string variable, which is going to output our questions. Uh, that's how we're going to be able to see the question. So we're going to do string. Make sure you use a capital S for string. It is the only variable type that requires a capital letter. All the other ones are lowercase. We'll call it this variable question. Uh, what's going on here? <laughs> uh, what am I doing? Okay, yeah, we're good. We're good. We're good. Yeah, string question equals. And then we're going to do files. We're going to call our files import. Read all lines. And then in those parentheses, paths.get. You're going to want to copy and paste the path of where your file is located and then close that parentheses outside of that do another dot get and in that in those parameters we're going to use our variable rand because that is random uh syntax error oh yes then i need to do the catch statement and the catch statement is there in case the file doesn't exist and just do a simple io exception for your catch statement It'll be catch IO exception with the letter E. And then you're going to system out print line E for your catch. And bada bing, bada boom, you have a program. Semicolon. I messed up. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I wasn't supposed to type that there. Okay, now we're going to catch our IO exception. And we'll print out E. Let's do sys out uh command space nope <laughs> command tab nope oh i forgot my shortcuts what was it again command shift uh whatever we'll just type it out <laughs> system dot out print line dot print line and there you go print line e oh yeah i forgot you also got to print out the question so we have that string in the try, which is called question. And so we're going to do system dot out dot print line, which will print out the question that we've selected from the file. Right? Hopefully, I think this should work. This is what programming has become for me. <laughs> we're going to save that. We're going to run it. And boom, it works. <laughs> oh, man. Now this episode is going to be extra long. <laughs> All right. So we got the question. Is the concept of you continuous or does past you continually fade into present and future you? 
In other words, what part of you sticks around over time, considering that the atoms that make up your body are constantly being replaced and your memories are always changing? Now, this is something I talked about before, uh, which is the paradox guy. I can't remember the name of it. The one about the boat. Like, if you replace one piece of a boat at a time with a different piece with pieces of a different boat, at what point does that old boat become the new boat? Or does it ever become the new boat? Is it still the old boat at all times? That's essentially what this question is asking, right? So, like, at what point are you no longer you? <laughs> Physically speaking, chemistry speaking, it's biology, bio- biologically speaking, uh, I think it's like every it like 72 hours, all the ad- all the, like, the atoms, not the atoms, like the cells in your body have, like, changed, something like that. I'm giving y'all wrong facts. Uh... take for your body cells yes all cells it takes wow i was way off (laughs) oh man 10 years no seven years i guess what i messed up i was thinking 72 hours i know the seven takes seven years or seven to ten years there you go so every seven to ten years, technically, biologically speaking, you're no longer yourself because all your cells that you had ten years ago are gone, right? So if you're talking biologically speaking, then yeah, ye, there you go, every ten years. But if we're talking metaphysically, right, this kind of goes into teleportation. Uh, if you scramble someone's atoms and rebuild them somewhere else, that's still the same person. And yet you have to argue, okay, well... Is the soul, if you believe in the soul, uh, is the soul, well, you can't. <laughs> because, okay, so what I'm trying to say is, is the, is the soul physical enough to be able to be made up of atoms that can be recreated somewhere else, right? Which you would say no, because the soul is metaphysical, right? So, in other words, that new recreation of you, that new group of atoms, isn't you because it doesn't have your soul, Right? Yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) And so, based off of that, right, to answer this question, is the concept of you continuous, or does past you continually fade into present uh, and future you? I would say the concept of you is indeed continuous, right? Because the concept, well, using the word concept, uh, would mean metaphysical. Because that's what a concept is. A concept isn't anything that's realized, right? So the concept of you would be the, the soul, the soul aspect that makes you, you, right? And that, I argue, is continuous because it never goes away. You are the same person until the day you die. And even after you die, you're technically still the same person. Uh, you, well, yes, like the question says, you know, your cells change, your memories are constantly changing. It doesn't matter, right? Like, if, I mean, I don't remember anything pre what like seven i don't know <laughs> but it doesn't mean that those years didn't happen and it doesn't mean that those years did not subsequently affect who i am today right it, it, it all builds on each other there is nothing that's that doesn't affect who you are in the present and who you are in the present affects who you are in the future it, it all builds up on each other so in that aspect i would say yes it is indeed continuous uh, let's mark down this question so we don't forget what we did last week. And we'll go to the next one. All right. 
So, if you're doing something good for others, wait. That's, wait. I can't read. (laughs) If doing something good for others makes us feel good, can there ever be such a thing as pure altruism? I'm assuming altruism means, like, selflessness? This is a word I've heard before, but I've never used before, so I don't know the definition of it. So, yeah, the belief in or practice of disinterested or selfless concern of well-being or for the well-being of others. So I was right. My assumption was right. Okay. Uh, so it was good for others makes us feel good. Kind of see, no, see, this is something that I've actually like, I, I've thought about myself, <clears throat> right? Or it's like, I mean, not only in this aspect, but in, in other aspects besides this aspect of it, but. It's like, so I think of it in like the aspect of like friends, right? So you become friends with someone because like, you know, you vibe with them, right? Like they make you laugh. Y'all get along together and hanging around them makes you feel good, right? So when you hang out with the person or you go to hang out with the person, are you doing it for them or for yourself, like what are like, the intentions of it? You know, what I'm saying like you're doing, like you're, you're friends with this person, you see this person because you want to feel good, right? Theoretically speaking, at least. So, like, if you boil it down to basics, like with that statement, technically it's just like somewhat selfish if you really want to take it there, <laughs> because you know you're doing this purely for yourself, right? Just to make yourself feel good. Right. Although, you know, you, you, we don't see it that way. We don't think of it that way. But at, at its root, at its core, it's kind of what it is. Right. It's the same thing with like relationships. And so the same thing applicable to this question, just being nice to others, doing a good deed, a selfless act for others uh, that makes you feel good. I, I would say I would say that, yes, there can be a thing as pure altruism. Uh, because there are moments where we do a selfless act without thinking about it, right? Uh, on an extreme scale, let's say you see someone drowning, uh, and you just, you run in, you jump into the water to help them, right? In that moment, you're not thinking, oh, I'm going to do this because it's going to make me feel great, Right, you're thinking. I see a person that's about to die. It's a person that needs help, and I jump in to save them. And I think that is pure altruism, right? By definition, it's a purely selfless act uh, without any interest of your own well-being, right? Because in that point, you're putting yourself in danger to help somebody else, right? And so you're you're not thinking about oh is it gonna feel good is it not gonna feel good because if anything it's it's not gonna feel good in the moment at least because you're putting yourself in danger right and so with that being a disqualifying example that therefore means that there can be a such thing as pure altruism right just brought out the discrete mathematics on y'all bro (laughs) brought the discrete math. Because uh, discrete math is all about logic, so it's like if there is uh, an example that disqualifies the rule, then therefore the entire rule is false. Uh, and so yeah, that is 
a logical example that disqualifies the rule. Therefore, the entire rule is false. And that's my answer. <laughs> okay, because he's at 140. All right. And we're going on to the last one. Actually, going on to the last one, we're only at 30 minutes. Uh, well, that's not including the AK or the intro because I haven't done that yet. But that should take up like a minute max. Uh, it's right, like 32 minutes ish. 33 maybe. <laughs> and that's pretty on par with a normal philosophical questions episode. So even with the program tutorial at the beginning, we're still making pretty good time. What? Oh, no, don't save. Okay, just save it. It's not going to work, is it? Oh, it's still going to work. Where does your self-worth come from? That's a good one. Where does your self-worth come from? Hey, well, this is the, the stupid answer, the stupid, simple answer, and the obvious answer. It comes from within. <laughs> it comes from yourself. Self-worth. Wait, is it asking where does my self-worth come from? Or does, where does your self-worth come from in general? I guess if I answer it, where does my self-worth come from? It would technically answer where does self-worth come from? In, well, maybe not because everyone's different. Okay, well, I guess I'll answer it in both uh, in both perspectives of the word your. So where does my self-worth come from? Well, previously, this is a good way to say it. Previously, my self-worth derived from the, how do I say it? I guess, yeah, the quality of work that I do. Uh, well, A, the quality of work that I'm doing or that I do towards something that like I and committed to doing, right? There's that. Uh, B, the amount of money I had, which is pretty bad because I never had a lot of money. <laughs> but it's it's in it's it's in relation to the average amount of money that I have, right? Or I've ever had, right? So it may not be the biggest amount of money, but if it's bigger than the average amount of money that I usually have, I'm feeling great. Uh, what else? I get a lot of material things, right? That's where I used to, re- to derive my self-worth from. And then when a lot of that stuff went away, it's like, it's when you realize like, dude, I'm an empty shell of a human being. Like, <laughs> like, uh, cause you've, you've tied your value to things that aren't permanent, right? To things that go away with time. They change with time. They fade with time, right? And from there, uh, kind of like how I talked about, you know, going through that or starting the journey of, you know, regaining confidence and, you know, loving life and being a better version of myself. Yeah, it's when you re- kind of realize that, you see that, and you need to reevaluate that, and you do reevaluate that. And so now I would say my self-worth comes from how can I say it? <laughs> it just, it just, it just, it's just there, I guess. You know, it's like, it comes from the fact that I know that there is no better version of me currently, as long as I'm always working to improve. If I'm always working to improve, then there is no better version of me at the current moment. Because there's no one else in the world that is me, except for me. And therefore, I am the most up-to-date version of me that there is. And 
if I'm consistently working to improve and being a better person in whatever aspect I see fit and necessary, then I know that I'm the best version that I can be. And from that, my self-worth is derived because I know that I'm actively trying to be the best version of me. And I know that sometimes I'll slip up, sometimes I'll fail, sometimes I digress in my progress towards enlightenment. (laughs) But it doesn't matter because I know that in order for me to fail, I had to have tried first. And if I tried, that's good enough. And if I truly tried, that's good enough. Uh, dang, that was good. <laughs> In order for me to fail, I had to try first. That was pretty good. I like that. <laughs> put on a t-shirt. Actually, now you put that on a, on a little, you get that engraved in like some like wooden carving and it'll be in like, at, in like every Southern white woman's home in like a year. <laughs> Uh, along with the live, laugh, love poster. We all know it. We all hate it. <laughs> but to the answer the other perspective, where does your self-worth come from in the general scale? Actually, I would say that my previous answer applies to this. I believe that, well, your self-worth can come from anywhere, right? Just like how, for me, it came from material things for the longest time. Uh before I kind of switch my perspective on life, right? So your self-worth can come from absolutely anything. Whatever you tie your self-worth to is where you find your self-worth. From that, I would then caution, right? Tie your self-worth to something that is, A, in your control, (laughs) Uh, B, is persistent and everlasting. Uh, So that way... There is no possibility of it running out. Uh, And so that art automatically disqualifies material things, right? Also, you shouldn't find yourself worth another person because people change, people come, people go. Not everyone's going to be in your life forever. Some people are in your life for a reason, for a season, or for a lifetime. Uh, who said that? I forgot. <laughs> uh, I think I heard that at church, maybe. Uh, like like a high school thing. I don't remember. It's whatever. It's in the past. It doesn't matter, but it sounded good, so we're using it. <laughs> but yeah, you know, this... Uh, I would argue that your self-worth, one, should only be defined by you. Right? So I guess that also technically disqualifies material things. Because those aren't you. You decide your value, and you should know that you're a valuable person, right? No matter what the circumstances may look like in your life, right? No matter what anyone else tells you that your value is, only you can decide your value. And you should decide that you are valuable because you are. You are. Even if if it seems that you're insignificant or your life is inconsequential. Believe me, it absolutely isn't because every single person on this face of the planet has impacted the planet in some way. Uh, Whether they be extremely, extremely small or extremely, extremely large, either way, everyone has an impact. Uh, On the extremely, extremely large end, I mean, you could be Martin Luther King, start a movement, right? On the extremely, extremely small end, you might have just held the door open for somebody when they were having a bad day and that absolutely changed their day. 
and then from that they didn't they then did something nice for someone else or maybe uh you know they were nicer to their spouse at home i don't know they were nicer to kids at school it doesn't really matter you see it as just a normal event holding doors open for someone but that can actually have an impact on someone's entire life right and with that being said therefore you've impacted the world and anything that has impact has value right anyone who's impacted your life is very valuable to you right uh positive impact at least (laughs) but just like uh, in that you know example because you've had an impact in the world you've had value right and so don't let anyone else tell you you don't have value, you're insignificant, that you're inconsequential, that your life is meaningless, because it isn't, all right? And from there, derive your self-worth. But if you like this episode, enjoy the podcast, go to like it, if you don't like it, just let me know that you like, you got a little, little spicy episode today, you get a little program tutorial, and some philosophical questions, same episode, same amount of time, awesome. What's the next thing I say? See, see, this is how I forget my outro, all right? It's whenever I break it. See, like, it's, it's, like, it's like typing in a password, right? Like, you know your password, but if at any point you pause or you think you hit the wrong key, you can't just backspace the last one and continue going. You have to backspace all of it because you don't really know your password. You know the pattern of your password, the pattern of typing it, right? So this comes after this, after this, after this. So therefore, if you break that pattern, you it's hard to start at the middle of a sequence, right? So I guess that's a better way to say it. it's a sequence. Remember the sequence of letters, right? So it's the same thing with the outro. It's like a consistent sequence. I do A, then B, then C, then D. If I then insert A.1, it throws everything off and I forget how everything else goes. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's my psychological explanation of how I always tend to forget my outro. But it always only happens when I say something in between two different parts of it. Uh, so, yeah. See, now I have to go through to my head to remember what comes after that part. Like, if I write only this, let me know if you like it. Wait. Oh, yes. <laughs> if you do like it, share it with your friends. Because good friends give friends good things. And you want to be a good friend. So, give your friend a good thing. If you don't follow me on social media, it is at God. And as always, I stuttered so bad. 8 a.m. Eastern. Same time, same place, every single day. I hope you have an absolutely amazing day. Stay hella, hella hydrated because it's getting thirsty out there. I don't know. Hey, if you're hydrated, you won't fall for thirst traps. Wise up, bro. Wise up. I'll see you tomorrow.